Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe. And today we have another special guest on, the pride of Oak Mountain High School in Alabama, a 2012 first-round pick, a 2019 MLB All-Star, a self-proclaimed hitting rat. My guy, David Dahl, what's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, we, um, we had you on the pod, and we started talking hitting, and immediately I knew that you were a guy that just love the talk hitting you love to hit and uh, when we mentioned sequence uh, you said you'd love to come on so here you are and we have not one not two but three at bats that we wanted to go over and i love that so why why these three at bats yeah i think so the first one is in uh 2016 when i first came up and uh the first one was off kenley kenley jensen and you know, he's a dude, he's so hard to hit. And it was, uh, it was in LA. It was Ben Scully's like last time calling a game and, um, was able to hit a really tough pitch out and just, you know, lovely at bat, got some advice from Charlie Blackman right before my bat. Cause I faced Kenley like once or twice before. And I, I don't even think I fouled a ball off against him. Um, so his advice really helped and, you know, I was just really fired up and, it was it was a very cool moment, and it was something that you know I I always remember. When you have trouble against a guy, how often are you seeking out others' advice? Does it, do you like to go to someone who's had success against him, or just a guy that in general is a good hitter? I go to a lot of guys. I try, especially with our team. We have so many good hitters. We've got you know Nolan, Trevor, Charlie. Murphy, Desmond, we've got guys that are, are really good that's done it for a long time too. So I try to pick I try to pick all their brains, kinda like especially I I talk to Charlie a lot about what he sees because I feel like, you know, we're both lefties. We have some similarities here and there and you know I really I really value his opinion and what he's you know, what he sees and what he says because he's had a lot of success. Is is he kind of like your hitting mentor guy do you like did you learn your approach who did you learn your approach from number one and two besides charlie is there someone else that you kind of go to on the team um approach wise i've kind of had the same approach coming up and it kind of i adjust it based on like who's throwing what what kind of fastball the guy has and stuff and i know i know charlie does that too he he changes where he wants to hit the ball based on who's throwing um, I also, I talk to Nolan a lot about, you know, the approach and what he sees, but you know, he's right-handed. So we see a little bit different sequences and stuff, but he's still a great hitter. So like picking his brain, but usually typically my approach against like a normal guy would be, I'm thinking left center gap, you know, drive something oppo and then, you know, react inside. I'm not great at looking in because if I look in, sometimes I get a little, you know, I start oh, yeah. being a little tense. So I really try to push push them out, go the other way, 
if a guy's throwing, um, you know, harder, like you see a lot more nowadays, throwing a hundred top of the zone, spin rate, all that kind of stuff. Then I, I adjust and think more center field, like driving something into center field. Okay. Um, and then a select few, well, I think like more right center gap guys like Walker Bueller. I might, I might think that, um, you know, guys that are just filthy has, you know, they're throwing a hundred, their spin rate is, you know, top in the league. So yeah, I, I kind of change it. If I'm facing a sinker baller, I have different thoughts than when I'm facing a guy throwing top of the zone, just little things like that. I love that. And I love that Charlie and you, you're saying you kind of have a similar approach and you're able to make adjustments based on the pitcher mm-hmm. and to have that guy in your lineup, uh, especially someone who's has as many accolades as Charlie and as as good a hitter as he is. I think that's obviously something that you're looking to take advantage of and everybody needs someone like that. Yeah, for sure. Charlie, Charlie helped me, has helped me so much since I came up to the big leagues, just kind of not even hitting. I mean, hitting. Yeah. But just the overall approach to the game, we got so many good players like Nolan, Charlie, Trevor, just, their intent behind everything they do, you know, their routine before games, how they get ready. Like it's definitely stuff you can pick up on and, and learn a lot from. So, I, and I, I really have. Yeah. You turned yourself into an all-star yeah. 2019 all-star. And again, I think we talked about that a little bit on the pod, but you're in there with, I, I think I asked you on the pod, I said, who, who were, who was the guy that you saw in there? You're like, Holy crap. Um, do you want to share that here? Yeah, I mean, really, it was, you know, obviously playing, you know, Mike Trout was on the other side. You got Christian Yelich on our team, Bellinger, all these guys that are just at the top of the game, you know, and it was it was pretty surreal. It was like, wow, you know, I'm in this room with these guys. This is this is definitely special. So it's and it was something when you're in there and you kind of get to be a part of that. You want to you want to keep going every year, you know, and that's it's one thing Nolan told me. He's like, hey, man, this is sick. Huh? It makes you want to come back uh-huh. every day. Yeah, dude, like this is where it's at. Um, but just, awesome. just I, you know, I try to talk to everybody there, pick up on anything that I can. Awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. So let's, let's, let's get into this one. This is a special at bat. Like you mentioned before, this is against Kenley Jansen. It's in 2016. So this is a young David Dahl. And you mentioned that you had some troubles against Kenley prior to this at bat. Do you know what your numbers were? How many times you had faced him? I think I've only had faced him like either once or twice, but if it was one of those where it was just like he dominated me. I don't yeah. like I don't even know if I fouled a pitch off. It was like swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss, go sit down kind of thing or 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 a take <laughs> something like that. So um I really had struggled with him. You know, for those at bats, which small sample, but still. And I, I remember talking to Charlie. Um, it was either before the game or kind of right before when Kinley was about to come in the game. I asked him, I was like, you know, what do you what do you try to do off him? Because you know, typically I'm a guy that tries to go the other way or center field. I'm not a guy that tries to pull the ball or has you know thinks about pulling the ball. But Charlie goes, I feel like to have success off Kinley, especially right now, you need to try to hit the hit like swing above the ball and try to like yank this in the first base dugout. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. But, you know, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I'll see what happens. And, you know, I got the two strikes and uh, I was just like, all right, get the head out. You know, I know he's going to try to throw the cutter up. Let's try to yank this thing. And I ended up swinging, closing my, like closing my eyes <laughs> over the fence. So it was, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was cool. I was fired up. I sprinted the bases, you know, I was, 
Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, no, I faced. Um, I've also faced Ken Lee, and um, I've I think I've had two or three at bats against him. And when I w- when I faced him, obviously he throws the cutter, and I think a lot of guys as a right hander they think about driving that ball out to center, maybe to right center. But with him, it's like he throws the cutter, but it also has like a little bit of upshoot on it. Mm-hmm. So, um. I just felt like if I was trying to do that, that I was hitting under the ball and I was like kind of like slicing it almost. So yeah. I was going to get those like pop-ups to right or to second base. And the a bat that I had success against him, I said, you know what? I'm just going to like try to get on top of this and pull it. Just kind of like exactly what you're saying. And it's interesting. It works from both sides. And uh, that's kind of, I think I hit a double off him. Uh, I pulled that double off him. But He's an unusual pitcher. Like he's one of those guys. that's like that's not a common at bat, and uh, you do have to make these kind of like funky adjustments. Yeah, with him. And you know, like when you hear that walkout song when he's coming in, you know it's uh-huh. like it's it's gonna be tough. So you got the adrenaline going, and it was a fun at bat though. It was. Uh, I, I still remember it to this day. You know? I love it, man. All right, let's get into it. So here we got Nolan. I think Nolan just struck out. I'm sorry, Nolan. It's very rare. Nolan rarely strikes out. So yeah, he's he doesn't need any more love. <laughs> and that's the pitch. There's the pitch. It's his go-to. That's his go-to. I mean, really, it's what percentage-wise, ninety percent. Oh yeah, I would higher? say. Yeah, probably back then too. I think he threw that was probably ninety-five, maybe more, because I think now he's mixing it up a little more. Yeah. Um, but this was he was like ninety-seven, ninety-eight throwing gas all right well we got first pitch here are you setting up again we're getting in the box trying to stay calm i took i took that pitch which is rare i, I don't take much so i was like okay i saw that one pretty good now he missed arm side there he was trying to kind of go middle up yeah um maybe thinking you're a young guy you want to see one mm-hmm. but now one oh i mean that's a good count to be in yeah Love that so um, I'm thinking like, all right, Charlie told me to pull it. Let's let's try to, but I th- I think he blows this by me or I fell off. Yeah, there it is. That's the pitch. Like up shoot. I was trying, but still, it's it's a hard pitch to get to. So uh, all right, try to step out, relax. Yeah. Okay, let's let's regroup here. Let's let's learn from what just happened and move on. So when when you kind of get beat like that, now is it more for you? Are you thinking? Do I need to get started a little earlier? Do yeah. I need to yeah, have my... Okay, I'm, I I felt like I was on time there, but obviously I was probably a little late. So I'm going to try to feel early, like a little earlier and get there, get get to the spot a little sooner. So I think this next pitch he throws, I take it. I thought it was a ball called strike. So I was a little upset. I think I <laughs> went away, walked around. It happens a lot, man. And now we're looking, if you see the video here, we got these shadows in play. That's yeah. never fun. All right, we had a little bit of connection issues, but we're back. And we are now at 1-1. We got the shadows creeping in, which is never fun. And this is a huge count. We talk about it all the time on this show. The difference between 1-2 and 2-1 is drastic. Big difference. So you're really, you're really, this is a really a prime pitch here. Mm -hmm. And you really got to lock it in on that 1-1 count. And he, again, you kind of know what he's going to come with here. He's setting yeah. up the same well, thing. Better up's coming. Felt like that ball's away. So you see me turn. I'm, I'm upset about it. But 
I had to had to forget about that real quick. Obviously, <laughs> one guy like me, first year in the league, is not going to get a call. So uh-huh. I knew that. So I had to step out. Now you got the the crowd on their feet. They're going crazy. You know, uh, so right here, I'm like, all right, I got to get ready to hit early. I got to feel, I have to feel early and I'm going to try to get the head out right here and see what happens. Try to hit this in our dugout. You're really going to try to hit it in the dugout. I love that. Oh, dear, yeah. All right. And there's Ken Lee looking mean. He said, one, two, I'm about to strike this young guy out. I'm about to throw a 97 mile an hour cutter up at his throat. Oh, foul ball right here. Okay. Forgot Dude. about the foul ball. That's a tough. That's a tough pitch right there because that is spoiled it. Spoiled it. So I actually forgot about that foul ball. To be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, you. He's been kind of coming up, mm-hmm. up inner third. So now you're kind of geared towards that pitch. All of a sudden, he's got 97 down. And I knew like I have to pretty much swing at anything close because I felt like it was going to get called. So right there, I was just hopefully just spoil that pitch, which thankfully I did. You put a good swing on it, but because maybe it wasn't in the zone that you were looking, yeah. we're calling it spoiling it. Yeah, spoil it. we'll call it. And now here we are, one, two. Normally, you'd be like, okay, he can throw anything here, but with a guy like Kenley, you know he's still got his pitch that he's going to come with here. So has anything changed now after that pitch? Still, still trying to get ready early. Like, like I wanted to feel early, and uh, – Really, I just had a feeling he was throwing that, you know, the throat cutter again, just up, up in the zone, that rise ball cutter. So same, same approach, same thought process right here. All right. Charlie's in your head. He's, you're like, come on, Charlie, have yeah. your advice be right for me. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make Charlie happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love the VIN on the back of the mound there. Crowd, the crowd was on their feet, going, you know, getting pretty hype. Um, so I'm just like, all right, I got this. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that was a good pitch. Puig was going to jump up and rob this thing. Well, let's go back to that before we get into your home run truck here. Okay. He's, he's set up up again. We've seen this now almost every single pitch. That's, yeah, pitch that's where they're going. Here, yeah. And that's typical for him. And that's what he does, but he's also the bats before. That's what he would do to me too. And like I said, I never really even put a ball in play. So um, I don't know how I got to it. I kind of just top of the ball, tried to swing a ball above it, hit the ball in our dugout, and really just – I really was like, I got to get ready early. I wanted to get my foot down early, actually. I, I, some, I go back and forth sometimes about getting up early or just getting it down early. So I, it kind of depends what my swing's doing, where my body's at, kind of a lot like – Sometimes if I think get it down early, it works. And then there's times where if I think get it down early, I end up fall, like kind of going mm-hmm. forward. So it's I go back and forth with different thoughts with the getting foot up versus foot down. But right here, I was thinking I'm just I'm just gonna get it, try to get it down early and get to get to like my launch spot. That's what I see the difference in this pitch from the previous pitches is instead of kind of coming going forward a little bit, I feel like you kept your posture yeah. and really stayed stay back, back. Yeah. and I'll, that allowed you to kind of get on that path and, and get on top of it on him too you really like if you have like a crunch or a tilt you're gonna get beat so i was really trying to like stay upright stay tall because i had you know i knew what was i had a great feeling what was coming the high 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 heater right here and you whacked it so 
Yeah, then you got, you never know with Puig. Yeah, I thought Puig was going to climb the wall and catch it, or maybe he was just deking me and the ball wasn't going out. I don't know. Who knows? But look at me. I was sprinting the bases, though. That's a young man who's like, I need to get around these bases. I'm happy. My, like, thumb guard went flying. I didn't know where it was, so <laughs> I was so fired up. And then I take a little slow walk to the dugout there. <laughs> As you should, man. I, I want to show the – yeah, here it is. The posture right there. Great angle here. You're not moving at all right there. Your head's pretty still. Yeah. Staying back. And because you're not getting crunched like you were saying, yeah. I think you're, it allowed your eyes to, to stay on that ball and for yeah. you to you know, basically get your hands to it. Mm -hmm. oh. Did you think it was gone? I wasn't sure. I thought I got it pretty well, but you know, I was 22. I wasn't as strong. I wasn't very strong, so I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, man. That's a that's in a bat where you know it's unique. Like I said, when you face a guy like Kenley, where you know what's coming, uh, you still have to make these adjustments. So you took yeah. advice from Charlie. You made an in a bat pitch by pitch adjustment there, and then you ended up taking him deep in Dodger Stadium, shut the crowd up. Can't think of a better feeling than I that. I remember we ended up, I think, Corey Seager the next inning hit a homer to tie it, and then uh, Charlie Culberson walked it off in extras. Mm. So I remember uh, being in the outfield, though, thinking like, oh, man, I was like Ben Scully's last home run call. Like, this is sick. I can't wait. Like, I was thinking about the interviews I'm about to do after the game. Like, all this stuff. And then, and then we, uh, we, unfortunately, we lost. But still, still it was a – big moment in, in my career no that was a great at bat and i appreciate you letting us get into your head there a little bit so that's it for at bat number one stay tuned we got a couple more coming up dave you're a stud and i hope anybody watching this understands that you know there's a process to this yeah. this did, you didn't just happen to become an all-star like you work for it so definitely a lot of adjustments out there always trying to trying to get better always trying to improve because you know, you guys like even, you know, you had uh, Christian Yelich on the other day and I listened to the whole thing and was trying to learn from that. But just hearing, you know, he was an all-star. He had made the all-star team, comes back from the all-star break and wanted to make an adjustment or kind of like a small change to, to be better. And I, I know all the, all the great players always are looking to get better. So uh, my, my dog right here. Wants to get... He wants in on this. We are here for a bat number three with hitting guru David Dahl. And, and why this at bat? We talked a little bit before about a Kenley Jansen homer, a Walker Bueller homer. Now, why this at bat? This is one of my favorites just because I'm 0-2, facing a guy throwing hard again. And I was, I was in a good spot with my swing. Um, and I, to be honest, I crushed it and I... I felt good about it. Like I, I dropped it bat. I had a little flag with it. So it's one. And it went, I thought, I personally thought when I hit it, it was going to go third deck. And then I remembered, okay, I'm not cargo. I don't have that kind of juice. It went like <laughs> middle of the second deck. But you know, it was, it was one, this is one of my favorites just because it was a, it was just a really good swing. And 
one thing I'll say is, you know, we saw the Walker Bueller one and kind of you'll notice my stance or setup might be a little different here. And reason being is because we made those adjustments at the beginning of the season and they were working pretty well for a while. But one thing I, I was striking out a lot and I, you know, I caught that ball up, but a lot of times I was missing them and at my hands, you know, I wanted them low, but as the season kept going, they just kept dropping lower and lower without even really like without even really noticing, you just kind of, you get tired, you get fatigued. So you're just doing stuff that you don't even really realize sometimes. And I ended up, I was starting to crunch a little too much when I was loading. So I was really getting susceptible to that fastball up again and uh, talking to the hitting coaches, uh, talked to my dad, you know, my hitting guy, Trent, um, just talking to him about everything. And I was like, um, we go to we went to Boston and that's where I started. We had a two game series facing Chris Sale and and then uh, uh I think Rodriguez what's the other lefty? Um, yeah, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. And they dice they dice me up. Their bullpen dice me up. I, I think I was over five. I think I was probably over eight, over nine. Bunch of strikeouts. Um, high fastballs, curveballs. Couldn't see them. Then we went to Philly. Had to face Nola. He punched my. <sighs> times tough ab's um, door sinkers and then we went to pittsburgh face archer he dominated me and so i was like okay, i need to step back a little bit i actually bud gave me the next day off after archer so i was like okay went back and started watching a lot of video from 16 18 and then some video from in season and then you know videos when i was getting out and i just thought you know i was starting hands were getting too low starting to crunch too much and i i felt like okay i'm gonna go back to knowing what i know now with how to properly load how to do the right things i'm gonna go back to more of a higher setup raise my hands up a little bit more and kind of just and still load and do everything the same but just try to be a little taller and have have my hands a little higher and that's in may i made that adjustment played the next day two hits and then from there i just like really took off and that's where you know that adjustment i think is why what helped me make the make the all-star team because when i made that adjustment is when i really started started having a lot of success i love it but i I felt like i needed to do the stuff at the beginning of the season to get the feel of you know getting more relaxed in the upper body taking all the tension and stress out of the shoulders and and it, it helped me you know, I feel like the process is the process. So I feel like it helps me lead, get, get here. I love that, you know, during an all-star season that you're searching and willing to make adjustments because a lot of times, you know, you're going well, you hit a little rough patch. It's like, do I need to make an adjustment here? Do I want to, or is it just like one of those things? I'm just going through a little rough patch. Do I stay the course? And I think the answer is it depends well, for me, it was I was striking out at like thirty five percent of the time, and that's just way too much for me. Like I was, I was getting hits. I was still hitting around. I think when I made this adjustment, I was like two eighty eight, two ninety. So I was still up there. I had just dropped below three hundred, but it was still like I was relying on a lot of good luck, kind of a lot of like batting average balls of play stuff was just falling for me all the time. And I was, I mean, I was striking out like thirty plus percent and that okay. for me that was just that was i was embarrassed about it so i was like i need to figure out a way to cut that down and when i made this adjustment i cut it down a lot like i think from that point forward if you look at my numbers like i think my strikeout percentage was like 21 22 percent so it, it helps me out a lot we're gonna have our guy kyle who edits our videos here he's probably gonna put 
up beginning of the year or then this. Is yeah. there something to be said about when you were crouching and being a little more hinged? Do you think it had an effect on you seeing the ball, like a little more head movement? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, I was, I'd start a little up and then I'd go a little bit down. So just that extra head movement might have might have caused me to not pick up some things as, as quickly. And, and uh, you know, when I, when I went back, I felt like my head movement was very, very minimal. And that's, I feel like the best players in the game, they don't have a lot of head movement. Well, at least up and down. I struggle with that a lot. You know, you can kind of go forward with it. Go forward, but like when you're going, when you're starting here and you're going here, like the ball, the ball's moving a lot on you. I think that's the biggest thing that I, t- I would tell young players, like young, you know, high school kids, whatever. It's really focus on what your head's doing. Yeah. Because you can do everything right. But if you're not seeing the ball, yeah, you ain't gonna that's hit it. it, man. <laughs> and uh, we used to... <laughs> I'm going to get off track here a little bit. We used to have this thing. This is way back in the day. And, and Joe Maurer is a guy, obviously, who you know I played with. And people cherish him in the Minnesota Twins organization for good reason. And they would show his head. And his head doesn't move at all. And I, I'm like, man, like I wish I could do that. I can't. It's because it's not who I am as a hitter. But you always kind of strive for that. He, he Like you said, all these good hitters, I really – believe that the base of that is the lack of head movement up and down because they're just seeing the ball better if they move it's like forward but they stay on like kind of the same line and if like i love watching juan soto hit that dude that dude's unbelievable like he doesn't not a lot of movement a lot it's just i, I love watching him hit <laughs> okay all right let's get into this a bit uh we got a young guy spores who throws cheese which is yeah. the norm the norm usual spin rate top of the zone heaters and yeah, so he, I remember he got two heaters by me, kind of up and in, and you know. Well, he, don't be spoiling it, man. Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> All right, oh, let's see this first pitch. So, six-one. <laughs> you know, kind of a low uh, stress at bat here. And it was one of those things too. The Dodgers were beating us pretty bad all, all, a good bit at that point in the season. So we we're. I think this was the game we finally. It might have been like our first win against them, or first time we were really up on them. All like they, they had our number most of the year. So it was it was nice to have have a game like this that got us going a little bit. Is this post All Star? Yeah, this is post All Star. Okay, so, so this, this is was, swaggy this right, swaggy D. This was actually right end of july right before i like i think this was the game before i ended up getting hurt and missing the rest of the year so this was the reason i love this homer too because it was the last homer that i hit <laughs> i watch a lot just because you know it's okay. the most, most recent one you got the elbow guard on yeah i actually i used to wear tape. i wore the evo shield got hit by uh, chad green in the forearm like 97 right in the forearm so i went i went with this this thing Love it. I love the, these unis too. I think these are probably I like, black, I like the black jerseys, the cut off sleeves. All right, here we go. First pitch here. So I never faced him before either. I didn't know much about him. Got up in there. Little cut on it little too. Little cut, yeah. Little cut there. And when you, when right. you when you your first time facing a guy, obviously you see video on him and you have the scouting report. I was going to say, like, is it important for you to see one? Clearly, it's not. You're out there hacking. Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get the knock. Uh, I don't like taking first pitch fastballs in the middle, but obviously that one ran. I probably would have been better off to take it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a naturally aggressive hitter. And like I said, it's one thing I'm working on, trying to be a little more selective and not, not chase as much. But 
So that one cut a little bit. Yeah. So now are you thinking, okay, now I got to set my sights maybe to right center here yeah. as opposed to left yeah. center? I am thinking, all right, I need to probably I need to shorten up, need to get the foot down a little earlier. And it seems like his ball's kind of taken off too, playing a little harder than what he's throwing right there. So um, I am, I'm like, all right, I'm thinking more to the right of center, not, not for sure right center, but um, I ended up adjusting after this pitch to right center. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, Juan, you're like, man, that was kind that? of a that was, that was kind of a fastball with some cut on it. I think. Uh, here, here we go. go, setting up same spot. Spot <sighs> by me. Hmm. Now see that pitch again. Now I'm like, okay, I need to think right center and get the head. Out. <laughs> yeah, he gasses this one up, man. He threw this one. <laughs> I was and like, he's really got some. There's a little he funk. pulls that glove down. It's like a little funk, right? Yeah. So after this, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely, I'm literally, I'm going to feel like I'm just putting my foot down and just going to try to wait on it. And I'm going to try to, I'm trying to take this to right center now. And um, O2, and he went, he goes back to the same exact spot, but he misses down just a tick. And, I think it was a young pitcher, young a younger catcher, so they saw that it was working, so they went back up there. So I was just like, I kind of had a feeling they were going to try to go back if it's working. If it's, if they broke, don't fix it kind of thing. So I just I felt like he was going back up there. If he throws me like a back foot slider or something, I'm, I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he, I kind of – I'd be on the same page as you here. Like, oh, two, um, not a great swing, yeah. oh, oh. Then good swing, but he gasses you up. Oh, one to get to oh two. I think if I'm up there, I'm like, okay, he's at least going to go one more time there. I, I said too, I'm not going to get beat by the same pitch three straight times. Like I'm <laughs> have to make an adjustment. I'm choked up. I'm like, I'm doing whatever I can not to get beat by that pitch again. All right. Well, here we go. Where is he going to set up? See, he wants, he wants it there again. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Let's try to beat this guy. So we'll see him set up. You're trying to pull this ball now. I see you yeah. choking up. Oh, no. Oh, that's so good. And that one, like, I had some I had some swag with that. Like, I dropped the bat, put the head down. Like, I, I felt good about it. <laughs> oh, I missed it. But, yeah. I mean, he, you, if you watch the uh, – what is that called? K-Zone where they show the balls. Yeah. Like, he's just clustering that. Yeah. Up and in quadrant. Right at the top. Let's watch it again. Just watch this. This is this is post all star right here. Yeah, this is Swaggy D. Feeling good about myself. A thing I do too, like a lot of my homers, I go back and I've watched a lot of my homers. I am choked up a lot of times. Like and I didn't notice that until I went back and looked, but I choke up a lot, even early in the count, first pitch, kinda I just feel like when I'm choked up, I have more barrel control and I don't chase as much for some reason. Like I just, I don't know. It just, it's weird. I, I like choking up for some reason. I, I just, something I do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I agree with that. And that's kind of my argument against like these, get your a swing off. Like, you know, a lot of times when you're just trying to have a good swing and, and catch the ball at the right point of contact, like you don't need an a swing to hit a homer. 
you yeah, know? You just, uh, you just need to barrel it. However you need a you good bat path and to, and to put on the barrel. Yeah. And you're going to see here, I love the slow-mo. It's my favorite thing. Oh, my. Look at this. Let's go back and look at that, how clean your path is, man. Through that ball right there, you're like, ha. You can see the choke up right there. When I when I hit it, I was like, oh, I got that one. That one. I thought I, I thought it might go third deck, and then I remember I'm not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bomb, man. Oh, another great angle here. And so, really, if we if we think about it, you know, we always talk about adjustments on this show. You got to O2. You got beat a few times, and your main adjustment there was let's set my sights a little bit more to right field. I'm gonna choke up to give me some more back control. Mm -hmm. yeah and then get, that happens. get the foot down like i know a lot, there's a lot of people that hate hearing get the foot down they would rather hear get up and like i said i go through phases where it's both like there's times sometimes i feel like if i think get it up too early i get up too early and then i sit there and then i i have a tough time like hanging on to it so i end up falling and uh but then there's times where i'm in sequence and it's working and so i ride i ride that feeling or that thought process out and then if it doesn't work i go okay i'm gonna try to think get my foot down and it ends up cleaning my leg kick up and making it like up down like it should be and but then there's times when i think get it down and i end up getting it back <laughs> and going forward so it's kind of like i go back and forth with those thoughts like whatever's working and whatever whatever feels right at that time um and other stuff like like you said, the adjustments you got to make during the at bat, like pitch to pitch, like learning from each pitch, each at bat, like how to how to move on, how to move on from failure and uh, get to the next pitch. That's a that's a big thing. You got a short memory in this game. Yeah, for sure, you can't hold on. You like I just try to, I just try to like understand, learn what I did, and move on from it. Go to the next pitch, and I know if I have an offer game, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to play tomorrow, so I'll be back in there. I got more bats. If you go go in slumps, you just think, all right, I got, still got 400 more bats left. I can still I can still do this thing, like you know. So that's that. If I get out my first at bat, I'm like, I still got three more bats today, like you know. So that's that's mentally that's where I try to keep keep my mind at, always trying to stay positive and and learning, but move on from it as quick as you can. I mean, there's no denying. And forever, you can say this, that's an all-star, MLB all-star mentality right there. And yeah. I think that is, it really is what you have to do to be successful as a hitter because of how much failure we do go through, even the all-stars, mm -hmm. you know, the best hitters in the world, they're going to fail more than they succeed. And you got to have that mindset. And there's times where you feel terrible during the season and you just have to go up there and battle. Like <laughs> you can't let anyone know that you feel terrible. Like you don't want the pitcher to know because as soon as they know they got you. But you know, if, even if you feel terrible, you got to go up there and battle, learn from each pitch. And like you said, move on from the failure. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, giving us three at bats. Three. I think there's a ton of great nuggets in these, and these uh, videos that we're sharing. And um, everybody go check out David Dahl on his Instagram and his Twitter. He's putting out drills yeah. uh, for young guys to check out and see what he does. And putting this is something together today, hopefully post later in the week or something, and hopefully it turns out well. But it, it's, it's stuff that I do that I feel like has helped me. It um, might not help 
everyone, but hopefully it can help someone. <laughs> I love it. What's the what's the handle? So we'll we'll put it uh, up too. Our handle is ddoll twenty one. I know I'm, I'm number twenty six, but I created this handle a long time ago and I <laughs> changed it. So ddoll twenty one. All right, man. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.